and welcome back to Murder, Lies and Everything in Between, a true crime podcast with me, Jess, and my husband, Atty. Hi, guys. Hope you're all good this week. We've had a pretty good week. I think we've just had some really good news as well, haven't we, Atty? Um, so we're in a super, super good mood, um, aren't we, babe? We're always in a good mood. What are you talking about? We're always in a good mood. We're in an even, even better mood now, though, aren't we? Oh, yes. Went out and kind of did some a little bit of Christmas shopping today, didn't we, babe? Well, Christmas decoration shopping today. I didn't do no Christmas decoration shop. You. Atty was unhappy. We did. If you live in the UK, you know what B&M is. <laughs> um, so if you're a US listener, most of our listeners are US. Like, well, like a good percentage, like 40% of our listening base, isn't it, is US-based. Um, it has basically like everything, has absolutely everything you can imagine of. It's like a, it's like a housewife and woman's dream. It's absolutely amazing. And I just went fucking crazy on Christmas decorations, didn't I, babe? He's not very happy about it. <laughs> Wasn't think, happy be, being dragged around B&M. <laughs> I think he went over the top because Christmas is a one-day event. Yeah, but they're pretty Christmas decorations. Yeah, but for one day. I know. I know, obviously, people put their Christmas trees up early and every for like a couple of weeks and everything. And that's fine, do you know what I mean? But yeah. they spend all that money. It's not that Really, much. technically, for one day. Do you know what? It doesn't hit your bank balance. So it doesn't matter, yeah, does it? Not it doesn't yet. affect you. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> so I check my bank balance. So I am a bit short here. That's why we have a joint bank account. Ladies, are we right? No, sorry. <laughs> okay, so we'll jump into today's case. Um, so I did do a teaser last week for what I was potentially going to be jumping into this week, and I have decided to jump into the Casey Anthony case. So, if you know what the Casey Anthony case is, it is recently. Um, <laughs> she's recently done a new three-part documentary on um like a channel called peacock <laughs> if you know casey anthony you know why this is absolutely vile bullshit the reason i am putting out this case this week is so that you don't have to go and put money into her pocket okay so if you want to hear our kind of output and what we think of this case atty isn't aware of this case are you babe no you don't know anything about this i have no idea so this is one of those cases where you will either be on the fence and you'll think, mm, I don't know where I'm going to stand with this. I'm just not sure. Or you'll be like me. I know exactly what I think about this case. And I know what my ideas are. OK, so I'll let you think about what you think about this case, babe. I know what you're like. You like to have your own opinion and you don't tend to don't tend to go with my opinion a lot. So we'll see if me and you agree on this one. I'm here to disagree with you. Whatever you're going to say. Even if this person's in the wrong, I'm 100% agreeing with her. I'm just putting it out there now, okay? She's a vile, vile bitch, this woman is. So today we're jumping, as I said, into the Casey Anthony case. And the sources I used for today is I obviously used a good old Wikipedia um, biography. And I watched um, this like YouTube video called There's Something About Casey. And it was by the channel called Criminal Psychology. And they were really good because they delved into like the criminal like psychology side of it all. And they looked into how, who she was as a person and why she kind of did the things that she did. All right. So Casey Anthony was born on the 15th of March, 1986 in Warren, Ohio. She was one of two children to Cindy and George Anthony. George worked as a police officer and Cindy was actually a registered nurse um, they moved from Ohio to Orlando as Casey and her brother Lee kind of grew up. 
Um, she can't. She's had a really normal upbringing. She did well in school. She had loads of friends. Um, nothing really out of the ordinary, apart from the fact that she developed a really nasty habit of like compulsive lying. And she would lie about like really silly things that just made like no sense at all to lie about. Just really inanimate things that she would lie about. And in high school, Casey, as most teenagers, started to get involved with kind of boys, partying with friends, what most like typical teenagers kind of really do. Her parents, though, didn't really kind of, again, like most teenagers, didn't really know what was kind of going on in Casey's life. Um, And they didn't actually know that her grades were kind of starting to slip in school. Right. She wasn't studying. She wasn't attending most of her classes. And she actually was no longer on the road to graduate high school. So her parents didn't know any of this. She just wasn't going to graduate. Flat okay. out, simple as that. Um, leading up to graduation, when Casey was asked by Cindy, her mum, like when her graduation gown and her cap would be arriving. We don't have that in the UK. We don't have like a graduation. Yeah, we don't have that graduation day no no you don't have any of that um you have gcses in the uk and they're just the grades at what you pass at so you leave school with different gcses don't you or no gcses or failing your gcs it depends if you attend your gcse exams um so that's what it's like in the uk so we don't have any graduation or anything and it's not really a big deal really made out of it, is it, in the UK? You finish in high school, really? No, you finish, you finish, you don't, you don't. It's just one of them, yeah. one of them things. Yeah, it's not really... And you can reset it in the UK. It's not... I know you can have, like, a GED in the States. Yeah. But in the UK, you can reset them. And quite a lot of people do later on in life. They reset certain, some, like, maths and English and Some stuff. people do, depending on what you want. But... One of our mates has just reset his English, hasn't he? Yeah. To do what he wants to do. Yeah, but sometimes you don't really need it. No, now, you don't. Do you know what I mean? Look how far we've got. You know, I know you. I did quite well. I know though, you've got school, some. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple, but not a lot. I won't say what I got because I didn't really care about <laughs> school. But, but I just yeah. thought they taught you pointless stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it hasn't helped me in the field I'm in now, and I'm I'm doing pretty well in the field I'm in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't really have that kind of stuff though here. It's totally different. Um. They actually have well, they. I mean, you'll know if you live in the US, but they have like parties and stuff like when you graduate, so like yep. after graduation parties and that. Um, but when like her cap and her gown didn't arrive, Casey was just kind of like fobbing them off to like where it was. She kind of kept just like making excuses up. Um, but it got to the point where kind of like it was leading up to graduation day, and her mum and her dad were like, "Well, what's going on now? Like, we need to know what's going on. You're graduating like tomorrow." Hmm. So they rung the school and they actually spoke to the high school and they basically told her what had happened, that she wasn't going to be graduating because she hadn't been attending classes and she just basically was, wasn't going to graduate in. So normal parent in this situation, what would a normal parent do? Go and give their child a bollocking, wouldn't they? And then kind of move on from it and see what they're going to do from there on. Yeah. This is not what they did, okay? Instead of holding her accountable for it, they decided that they would just cover for her and just pretend to all of the other family members and friends and like family friends and that, that she was graduating just to purely save from the embarrassment of the family. I can see why they did that, to be fair. Can you? Yeah, because... Just fucking hold your hands up. Yes, yes, hold your hands up and admit like that. But it's it's massive embarrassment saying like your kid's not graduating, do you know what I mean? Because she was a lazy bitch and couldn't be asked to go to school. 
they probably felt a bit ashamed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, pe- and probably back then, people, or whenever it was, people probably talk, well, people talk now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But to have that wish, but like, oh, you, you, you know, your kid didn't go to school or didn't graduate, do you know what I mean? So then, yeah. maybe, yeah, so maybe it was just, sometimes it's easier to lie about things. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying, sometimes it is, but... It- in this case, it's not. No. I mean, this this kind of leads on to everything that happens afterwards. Okay. Um, the thing is, though, th- I mean, they lied to the point where they held a graduation party for her, and they like allowed her, like all of her family, to like buy us celebration gifts and stuff, and like they even attended like the whole graduation ceremony. Well, when you're down the rabbit hole yeah. already, you might as well carry on, guys. <laughs> how far you can get. The thing is, they went to the graduation. And, like, when she obviously wasn't called out to the podium, they were just like, oh, well, it's just an error. Right. It's just an error why she wasn't called out kind of thing. And they just fobbed it off. Genuinely just fobbed it off. Um, As I said, this would kind of set the scene for, in my opinion, on how they would protect their daughter at kind of all costs, no matter what. Right. In my opinion, okay? This is where it kind of started how far they would go to protect Casey. Right. Okay? So, but to be fair, you have got parents like that. I know that we will, have, yeah. That, you know, and we've known some people as well. Yeah. That will literally. Doesn't th- matter what. Their kid or kids can't do, ever do wrong. Yeah. Even if it's their fault, they can't do yeah, wrong. And know, the parents yeah. will always defend them yeah. to the bitter end because yeah. they don't want to admit they're in the wrong. Oh, of course. Because, yeah, and they're the ones that brought them up. And yeah. Raised you them, know, yeah. people are going to start blaming because people won't blame the kids or the teenager. They blame the parents. And parents. Yeah. And parents, you know, oh, you know, maybe you should have brought them up like this. Yeah. Everyone is raised differently. Now, yeah. I'm not here to justify or debate of how you know how you want to raise your kids. I don't yeah. have kids, you know what I mean? I don't want them, yeah. as you probably already know. <laughs> <laughs> I made that clearly multiple times. But if you have got kids, it's up to you how you want to discipline them. Yeah. No one else can say you should do it like this, you should do it like, or what they yeah. can or what they can't have. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I get that, yeah. Um, we've all got to learn. We all make mistakes, you know what yeah. I mean? That's just, unfortunately, that's just life, isn't it? Yeah, you know, no, definitely. If everyone's fucking perfect, then well. Yeah, no one's perfect. Exactly. No, no one is perfect. But imagine no. if we lived in a world where everyone was perfect and never fucking live. It'd be boring. Yeah, it'd be it a boring would. world. Yeah, it'd be a very fucking boring yeah. existence, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, after all this, um, Casey got a job at Universal Studios. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, I fucking loved to work at Universal Studios. She did all right then, didn't it? Fucking loved it. Yeah, like she did well, all right. Um, but she was selling pictures of people, like to people that were getting off the um, the what's rides. it called, off the Hulk ride. Right. So that's the ride that they were getting off. Um, in my eyes, you know, she was getting her shit together. She was getting her shit together. She got a job. Um, soon after this, she kind of started dating a guy called uh, Jesse Grund, and they started to get kind of like a little bit serious. And Jesse's dad actually met Casey. And when the first time he actually met her, he said, so when's her due date? And Jesse was like, no, she's not pregnant. She's a virgin. And he went, I don't think she is. I think she's pregnant. He was like, no, she's a virgin, dad. Like, she's she's not pregnant. Guess what, though? She's pregnant. She was pregnant. And she'd been hiding it from Jesse. That right. she was already pregnant. We're not sure how far along she was, but she must have been far enough along that she was showing a little bit. Right, okay. So Casey kept the secret from everyone, her family, her friends, literally everybody, telling everyone that she was a virgin and she couldn't be pregnant because she's a virgin. This was until it's completely impossible for her to hide it anymore. And from her parents just literally covered it up. 
they found out her parents obviously eventually found out that she was pregnant obviously you know they she's living in their house and they just covered it up until she gave birth how did you cover pregnancy for nine months I mean, it depends how you're showing. There's people that I know that are like eight months pregnant and they look like they just ate a big meal. It depends if sometimes they grow like, not grow inwards because that sounds really odd, but ladies will know exactly what I mean, especially ladies that have had babies will know what I mean. Sometimes you grow outwards, like really big outwards, and sometimes you don't. And it tends to be the smaller people that don't tend to show. Tends to be. Yeah, but you know if someone's pregnant. Mm. You can't just go, oh, yeah, sorry, it's water weight. Oh, yeah, sorry. I've seen some people that have got, like, IBS or irritable bowel, like, that have got certain conditions, and they look like they're four months pregnant, and they're not. They've just got a medical condition. So, I mean, I don't I don't want to say, but they, they covered it up, and she gave birth to Kaylee Marie Anthony on the 9th of August 2005. So she ended up having the baby. Right. Um, Jesse, her boyfriend at the time, was made to believe by Casey that he was the dad to Kaylee. Okay, so he they must have had sex, obviously, and he he she must have convinced him that that's how she got pregnant. Right. She had baby because she must have got pregnant by him. This is what she led him to believe. Um, but she actually later went on to tell him that he wasn't the dad. Casey went on later to say, though, after this, that another man she dated called Jesus Ortiz was actually Kaylee's dad. The dates matched up and they did date around the time that she actually did conceive Kaylee. So he was the likeliest the dad, mm-hmm. but unfortunately he died in a car crash. So he uh, this couldn't be proven. Right. So we still don't know if he was actually Kaylee's biological dad. We're not a hundred percent sure to this. And and um Casey doesn't say fuck all about it. She just kept it like tight lipped. Everyone keeps it completely tight lipped. I don't even know if her mum and dad knew who the dad was. So, I mean, no judge if you don't know who the dad is, but just admit you don't know who the fucking dad is. So, as Kaylee grew up, Cindy kind of took a very hands-on. So, Cindy's her mum. Yeah. Um, she took a really hands-on role. Some would say she was a little bit overbearing. So, she was took a little bit of an overbearing role. Um, Casey, though, had no issue in her taking help. You know, wherever she could, she was a new mum. Why wouldn't she kind of accept the help wherever she could? Of course, George and Cindy loved spending time with Kaylee. You know, it was their granddaughter, so they had no issue with it. But Casey soon started to kind of, like, lie about when she needed childcare and, like, basically just taking advantage of their help, basically. So she would say, like, oh, I've got to go to work or I've got to go do something, so they'd babysit. And then they'd see pictures of her, like, out partying with friends and stuff. Right. So she was just basically taking the piss and taking advantage of their their goodwill. It was stated, though, by multiple friends, family and acquaintances that Casey was a good mum and she did love being a mum and she was really, really good with Kaylee, apparently. This was stated multiple times by people. Okay, so I'll put it out there. It is said by people that she was a very good mum and she loved being a mum. Casey, though, was completely reliant on her parents for everything. They lived with them. They paid for anything and everything either of them needed. So she wasn't she wasn't self sufficient in looking after her and Kaylee. Her mum and dad looked after her mum and dad paid for everything. Yeah. During this time, Casey was regularly stealing money off her parents as well, up to the sum of forty thousand dollars, which Cindy later revealed. This just they just she just took the piss. 
This didn't just stretch to her parents, though. She didn't care who she fucked over and she stole off. And that all makes sense in a bit when we find out something else that she did to one of her friends. Yeah. And I think this will probably piss you off more because I know what you're like with your friends about, you know, looking after your friends and stuff like that. So running up to June 2008, so three years after um, Kaylee was born, um, Casey told her mum that she was going to be going away on a work trip soon to Jacksonville and she would be taking Kaylee with her on this trip. You know, they're not going to ask any questions. It's her daughter, you know, it's not up to them to know exactly where Kaylee and Casey are going to be all the time. So she accepted, yeah, okay, you're going to go and take her to Jacksonville to work? Not a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Didn't ask any questions. So on the 16th of June, 2008, that came by and that should have been like any other day. But this was a day that Casey Anthony would seal her fate in becoming one of America's most hated mothers and women. That morning, Cindy left for work at around 7am. Everyone was asleep in the home. About an hour later, Casey's MySpace and AIM. Do you remember AIM? Sorry, say again. Do you remember AIM? No. 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 So it was like um it's like a chat. It's oh, like okay. a chat thing. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called in here. There was another version of it in the UK. Right. Um, but it was like um it was just like an online chat thing. Okay. And they'd pop up. So as I said, about an hour later, Casey's MySpace and AIM was logged into using her passwords in the family home. I'm sure me and you can agree that this isn't gonna be her dad, George. <laughs> I'm sure we can agree this isn't going to be her dad, all right? So we're quite heavily assuming that this is going to be Casey that's logging into this. So according to George, Casey and Kaylee left the house with some of their belongings at about 1pm. But this would later be contradicted to information found that Casey's mobile was still pinging on the phone towers near the Anthony home till around 4pm that day. And her Facebook, MySpace, and AIM were still being used at 1.39 on the computer in the home. Okay? okay? So he's already lied and said he saw them leave at 1pm. So why is her phone and everything pinging off at 4pm? Doesn't make any sense. No. Why is he lying about that? So searches on the family computer were made with the phrases suffocation methods full and foolproof suffocation methods. These were searches that were made on that computer in the home, okay? At 2.30pm, George left the house to go to work, as he normally would. Took him around 20 minutes to get to work, and he was there on time that day. So he wasn't late, anything like that. He did attend work. So we can safely say he wasn't at home. Casey spoke to her friend on the phone, and he said that she didn't sound right. She just sounded like a bit off. Um, and that he said, you know, she needed to find somewhere else to live because her parents were going to get divorced. This is what Casey told her mate. All right. This is her ex-boyfriend, Jesse Grund, who she spoke to. All right? right. She just said, oh, you know, my parents are getting divorced. I need to find somewhere else. to live. Me and Kaylee need to find somewhere else to live. Casey then made a couple of other calls. She made a phone call to her mum and her boyfriend at the time, but they all went unanswered. Casey then left the house and made a call to Tony Lazaro, who was her boyfriend at the time. And we can assume by this that she was on her way to his house. Right. We know this because her phone pinged off the phone towers nearest to his home at 4.11pm. Okay? okay? So her phone was pinging at towers near her home until about 4. And then the phone pinged nearest to Tony Lazaro's house at 4.11pm. So she was obviously on her way to his house. 
Casey and Tony are spotted on CCTV inside a blockbuster. Hmm. Just the two of them at 7.54pm. So where the fuck is Kaylee? Cindy's at work. George is at work. Where's Kaylee? Her daughter. Her three-year-old daughter. Where is she? She's not there. She ain't in Blockbuster with him. So where is she? Casey then spends the next month, one month, 31 days living at Tony Lazaro, her boyfriend's house, partying, having a fucking whale of a time, just partying. Nothing wrong with her. She got a tattoo. She partied. Entered, like, competitions, like, hot body competitions and shit. Drank, party, just had a fucking whale of a time. During this time, Cindy and George, her mum and dad, called multiple times to find out what was going on. She was only meant to be going on a work trip. Not a month-long fucking gallivant somewhere. And they obviously wanted to speak to their granddaughter. They were really close to her. They wanted to know where she kind of where she was. Could they speak to her? Every time Kaylee was either asleep, she was out with the nanny having fun at Universal Studios, or any other kind of theme park. Or she just couldn't come to the phone. Oh, she just can't come to the phone right now. Casey always had an excuse to why they couldn't speak to her. Always. So on the 30th of June, Casey's car, her parents' car, was towed as it had been sitting in in one space of a parking spot for a few days. So they had it towed away, this property, wherever it was parked. I think it was like um, a supermarket car park or something. Um, And then it would sit in the impound lot until the 15th of July when Cindy and George got a phone call to come and collect it because they were the registered owners of the car. So they got the phone call. She was apparently just borrowing it. Casey was just borrowing it. So inside the car, Casey's purse was found and Kaylee's car seat was still inside of the car. George used to be a police officer. He checked the car boot because the guy from the impound yard had said that it smelt like there was a decomposing body inside of it. Right. George opened the boot and he noticed that there was two rubbish bags inside of it. And he smelt the distinct smell of a decomposing body. And he saw a large stain that resembled the size of a three-year-old, what would have resembled a three-year-old's body Mm -hmm. in the boot. But it had been recently cleaned, hoovered, cleaned out. So he used to be a police officer. I'm sure we can agree he's probably come across a decomposing body, a body of some kind. He said he could smell a decomposing body. But he wasn't Not sure. rubbish. No, no, he said it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it smelled like. That's what it smelled like, but he wasn't yeah. 100% sure, though, was it? I'll be honest with you. I've never smelt a decomposing body, so I don't know what it smells like. Yeah. But from thousands and thousands of things that I've read, I've listened to, I've interviews I've watched, all these things, they all say that that smell is one of them smells you will never forget. And yeah. there's only one other type of smells of that. It doesn't smell like anything else. It's only it's like the smell of burning. I've smelt burning flesh before. Mm. And it's a unique smell. You cannot mix that with anything else. Yeah, it's a distinct smell. It's a distinct yeah. smell, yeah. He said that's what it smelled right, like. Okay. okay. As we said, George was a police officer. He attended scenes where there was dead bodies. He knew what that smell was. It wasn't just fucking rubbish mm. that was in this boot. This was time now that they needed to start looking for the two of them. Cindy got hold of Amy Heisinga. This was Casey, one of Casey's best friends, to find out if she knew where Casey was. 
And Amy actually directed Tony Lazaro's house, her boyfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Cindy went to Tony's house. She caught her drinking, smoking weed without Kaylee anywhere to be seen. And then she dragged her home. Cindy, completely fed up what was going on, fed up of Casey's bullshit, called 911 to basically tell them that she wanted to press charges for her car being stolen and for the theft of the money that I told you about earlier, the $40,000. She also mentions, just mentions, that there's a missing three-year-old girl, but she didn't seem too worried about it at this point. In the background of the call, you can hear Cindy talking to Casey and telling her, in quotes, no, I've given you a month already. I'm not giving you another day. The police were already on the way to the home at this point when another 911 call came in from the house and it was Cindy again. But instead of stern and calm, like she previously was, she was hysterical and crying, saying that her granddaughter had been kidnapped by a nanny called Zaneda Fernandez-Gonzalez, also known as Zanny the Nanny. She made a point of saying on the 911 call that she she was worried because her car that had been impounded smells like it had had a damn dead body in it. If you remember what I said earlier, what was Cindy's job? She was a registered fucking nurse. What smell would she know? Yeah. A dead body. She would know, just like her husband would know, what a smell of a decomposing body would smell like. She would have come across it in medical school. She would have come across it. She said, smells like there'd been a dad dead a dead body inside of it so i'm sure we would agree she also would know what that smell was it's a unique smell she was the one that said this so casey said to her mum that she hadn't seen kaylee in a month so 31 days she'd apparently been trying to find her and kind of get hold she'd been trying to find her on her own without basically any help using different methods she said that's why she hadn't reported a missing she hadn't told anyone, even her boyfriend, that Kaylee had gone missing. He was under the impression that Kaylee was with Nanny because that's what Casey had told him while she was having fun. She said, Kaylee's at Universal with Nanny having fun. That's exactly what he what she told him. That's what she told her boyfriend. That's what she told her boyfriend. Yeah. During the 911 call, Casey gets asked by the 911 dispatcher to get onto the phone. She gets shitty about being called, asked to be getting on the phone, going, I haven't got anything to say to them. Your daughter's been fucking missing for 31 days. How have you got nothing to say to the 911 dispatcher that's asking you for information? Yeah. So she was basically forced to get back onto the phone. As I said, she just seemed annoyed at having to bother to get on the phone. The police, she kind of gave her the details and said, so why haven't you reported a missing? And you can hear this. You can hear this information online. I mean, I'm not going to insert it because I've, I'm going to insert a couple of audios of interviews and stuff. So I won't bother putting this one in. Um, but the police arrived at the Anthony home and they started to quite obviously question Casey on what was going on. She was asked to kind of outline exactly what had happened from start to finish. So from when she dropped Kaylee off to now, basically, to what was going on today. Casey had allegedly dropped Kaylee off on the 9th of June to Zanny's apartment to go to work at Universal Studios. When she finished work, Zanny had apparently allegedly refused to hand Kaylee over to her. And when Casey had tried multiple times to call her, the numbers had apparently been disconnected. Casey then went to everyone she thought that Zanny would take Kaylee to to see if she could find her, but no avail. This is what Casey is saying happened. 
So instead of doing the right thing and reporting her missing, she just buried her head in the fucking sand and just went off to her boyfriend's house. She went to her boyfriend's house, didn't say anything to her boyfriend. To drink and party. To drink and party for the next 31 days. So at this time, they officially arrested Casey for child neglect. Because obviously, she's neglected her child. Yeah, it's been 30 days. It's not like being the day. No, exactly. So back at the station, they obviously took her back to the station. They started obviously questioning her about the whole situation to get an outline of the events that led up to this. Okay, so I will insert the audio of this interview for you. Atty hasn't listened to this, so I'm going to play the audio for him. And then you can listen and you can see what you think of the audio of the interview. Right now is July 16th, 2008. The time right now is 0411 hours. I'm Detective Mellish with the Orange County Sheriff's Office. I am with Casey Anthony, is that correct? Yes. Casey, you understand this is being recorded? Yes. Do you have any objection to that? No. Casey, I got called here in reference to a missing child. You took Casey to a babysitter's house. Yes. And who was this babysitter? Her name is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. How long have you known Zenaida? Almost four years. It'll be four years Christmas this year. And where did you meet her? Who did you meet her through? A mutual friend. His name is Jeffrey Michael Hopkins. I met him at Nickelodeon Universal, and I met her through him. She was his son's nanny at the time. Does Jeffrey still work at uh, Universal? No, he does not. How long has it been since he left? About nine, ten months, give or take. He moved up to North Carolina for a short time and moved down to Jacksonville within the last three months. When was the last time you spoke with him? About a week and a half ago. Do you have a telephone number for him? I can find a number for him. I don't know a number offhand. No, I do not. So you met Zanida through Jeffrey Hopkins? I did. And yes. some Zach Hopkins, I guess. Does Zanida used to watch over Zach? Yes. And when did she start watching over your child? It's been within the last year and a half, two years that she started watching Kaylee. How would you normally drop off? Or how would you normally do the exchange with your child and Zanaya? Would you drop the child off? Would you meet you somewhere? I would usually drop her off. For a few months, we would go over to Jeff's house. He lived over in Avalon Park. And you would go to Jeff's house for him? To drop off Kaylee. That's where Zanaya would go to watch both of the kids. Okay. It was in a nice centralized area. He had a decent sized house. It was good room for the two of them. How about your statement? You dropped off Kaylee. June 9th, and walk me through your job road to go to work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get off of work and go from there. I got off of work, left Universal, driving back to pick up Kaylee like a normal day, and I show up to the apartment, knock on the door, nobody answers. So I call Zanaya's cell phone, and it's out of service. Uh, I didn't really want to come home. I wasn't sure what I'd say about not knowing where Kaylee was. Still hoping that I would get a call or, you know, find out that Kaylee was coming back so that I could go get her. And I ended up going to my boyfriend Anthony's house, who lives in Sutton Place. Did you talk to Anthony about uh, what happened with Kaylee? No, I did not. Did you talk to anyone about Kaylee, about your answer with Kaylee? Or the Outside that of she's missing? a couple people, a couple mutual friends. Who did you talk to about? Um, I talked to Jeff. Jeffrey Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I talked to Juliet Lewis. She's one of my coworkers at Universal. She works. You still work at Universal? Yes. What the? What do you do at Universal? An event coordinator. Okay. What is Juliet? What position is she? Where she works? She's also an event coordinator. We work in the same department. You have a number for Juliet? Mm-hmm. And I can't think of one. She in your SIM card? No, she's not. 
some of the more recent numbers, her number just changed because she just moved back up north. She, within the last two months, has finished moving up to New York. She's so, subleasing her apartment. So Juliet doesn't work at the University of New York? No, she does not. What's the reason, uh, I asked you this before and I'll ask you to show the record, what's the reason you didn't call the police before? I think part of me was naive enough to think that I could handle this myself, which obviously I couldn't. And I was scared that something would happen to her if I did notify the authorities or got the media involved. Just the fear of the unknown, fear of the potential of Kaylee getting hurt, of not seeing my daughter again. Can I ask you this at the onset match before we went on tape and I'll ask you again just to make sure we're clear? Is there anything about this story that you're telling me that is untrue? Or is there anything that you want to change or divert from what you've already told me? No, sir. Did you cause an injury to your child, Kaylee? No, sir. Did you hurt Kaylee or leave her somewhere and you're worried that if we find that out that people are going to look at you the wrong way? No, sir. So you've listened to that audio. What do you think? Just that audio. You've listened to the audio. What do you think of that? I mean, sure as shit. Do you? How well do you think that shit rolls off her tongue, though? Doesn't it roll off like a really good, like, like it's a fact kind of thing? She's yeah. She it she, rolls off well. She hasn't like she hasn't hesitated to not answer, at all. Like, answer the question. She's like, yep, yeah, it's this, it's this, it's this. Yeah. Um, I suppose you could believe her like you know i mean you, you could would, couldn't you but the question will always be why didn't you go to the police yeah do you know what i mean and what makes me think is like oh have you got the number for this person now you got the number oh they've just moved yeah. here oh funny that do you know what i mean so, so remember all you, these things so how did you speak to your colleague when you said you said you spoke to your colleague about it yeah she's the same as you oh but she's not there no more huh okay one minute so remember all these things from that audio and everyone listening, remember those things from that audio because it will become a thousand times more fucked up when you know the truth. <laughs> so the officers like you were getting a little bit suspicious about what Casey was telling them. So she hadn't told anyone about Kaylee being apparently kidnapped. So they couldn't, they couldn't kind of track it anyone easily down. They couldn't contact anyone. So they decided that, do you know what? We're just going to take her to Universal Studios to prove whether she did or didn't work at this place. And they had an inkling that she, what she was telling them was a lie. They didn't even think that this Zanny the Nanny even existed beyond Casey's imagination. So Casey was asked to take them to Zanny the Nanny's apartment. You know, she said that she dropped her off there. She knew where she lived. Yeah, you yeah, know course, where yeah. your babysitter lived. Well... She took them to an apartment that she said was the apartment that she'd drop her off to. She pointed it out. She said Zanny lived there. But guess what? The flat was vacant. No one fucking lived there. So the officers went and checked with the landlord and like the owners of the building. And they said that the flat had actually been vacant for ages. And no one by that name of Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez ever lived there. And they thought, you know what, we're just going to make sure we're 100% sure. So they went, look, can we have a look at the CCTV for this particular day? And guess what? Kaylee, Kaylee and Casey had never been there. No one was ever dropped off. Right, okay. Okay. So they were like, 
She's full you, of shit. Yeah, this woman's full of full of bollocks. So they were like, okay, we're going to take her to Universal Studios. <laughs> okay. So they already know what's going to happen because they've already found this information out. But they want to see how far this chick will fucking take this lie. Okay. So they got to the gates at Universal Studios. Security obviously stopped them. And they told she told them the name. They didn't have her name down as an improved employer, like an approved employee on the database. So a manager saw all this going down and she was saying about like a missing child and stuff. So the manager was like, do you know what? Just go into the park, you know, because you're causing a scene. Yeah. Just go into the park. So they did. Casey led them on a wild goose chase for 25 minutes through the corporate areas of Universal Studios. She led them through corridors, offices, staff areas, while waving bracently at people, pretending to know them. It wasn't until she got to a point where she literally couldn't go any further. She was at a fucking dead end in a corridor. She could not go any further. She turned around, put her hands in her back pocket, chuckled and went, yeah, I don't actually work here. Can you imagine a random person going in your work and waving and no one saying anything? But no one actually no, that wouldn't surprise me because it'll probably be that would happen in, in, in where I work. Do you know what I mean? If someone was waving at men, I'd be like, Who the fuck are you? Why the hell are you waving? I'd be like, I listened to something and someone was like, Wouldn't you say something you're waving? They're like, No, because it's Universal Studios. <laughs> people wave at people. It's what it is. Yeah, but it's a random thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People just like it's like because you'd be like, Who's that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who that is. You know what I mean? The thing is, Casey had worked there. She but, had actually worked there, but she'd been fired years ago. Oh, <laughs> she'd been sacked years ago. But then I like to wave at random people, don't I? Especially yeah. when we're in the car. Because you like to embarrass me. You do it on purpose to embarrass me because wow. you know I get embarrassed. You know, you shouldn't get embarrassed, should you? you know, know. It's only waving. They don't know you. Well, the thing is, like I said, like the officers knew that she didn't actually work there anymore. They already did this research. They knew that she didn't work there anymore. Of they course. just wanted to see how far she'd take it. Casey being Casey took it all the fucking way. Like she does in everything she does. This is committed to the lie. Oh, this bitch is committed, mm. yeah. I mean, I think this shows though exactly what type of person she is and just how far she is prepared to take a lie. So the officers led her to a private room on the grounds of Universal to sit her down and basically go on what the fuck was going on in this situation. So I also have the interview footage. This is the last interview footage I'm going to insert. And again, Atty hasn't listened to this, so Atty can listen to it. And then you can give me your idea on what, okay? But this is the footage from that actual interview. This morning, I got to every address that you told me. I came over here. I've already talked to all the employees. Mm -hmm. I found out all these names that you're giving me are people that either never worked here or have been fired here for a long time ago. Okay. So where we are right now is in in a position that doesn't look very good for you. Because obviously, I know, and you know, that everything you told me is a lie. Correct. Not everything that I told you. Pretty much everything that you told me, including where Kaylee is right now. That I still I don't know where she is. Sure you do. And here, here's, I absolutely listen, let me, do not let me, know where she is. Let me let me explain something. Looking at you, I know that everything that you told me is a lie. I am very confident just by having talked to you the short period of time that you know where she is. I legitimately have not seen my daughter in five weeks. I didn't want anything happen to her, except I trusted her with somebody, somebody that had been taking care of her, that had been taking good care of her. Someone that she was comfortable with, that I was comfortable what about, with. What about Jeff? You said Jeff worked here about, until about two months ago? No, he hasn't worked here for quite a Ten while. Ten months? Oh, 
It's been at least 10 months. Okay. He got fired in 2002. He hasn't been an employer since 2002. We put a lot more together than I think you realize we put together. My question to you is we're in this office because our purpose in coming here was to do what? I'm trying to think of places no, where I, I know she's been. You're not answering help. my question. Do you want us to help? Yes, you want to help find your daughter? I do want you to help. Well, a good starting point would be to answer the questions, okay? If I say to you we're here because, and then you just ignore that, like I never asked it, and go off in some other direction, is that answering the question? No. Okay. Well, let's go through this again. We're here because. Because I lied. Because I brought you up here. And honestly, I was reaching for. No, stop right here. I want you to tell me how lying to us is going to help us find your daughter. It's not going to. Well, then if the main thing you want to do is find your daughter, and you don't think lying to us is going to help us find her, why would you do that? Because I'm scared, and I'm, I know I'm running out of options. It's been a month. What are you scared of? I'm scared of not seeing my daughter ever again. I'm a parent, too. I would have been beside myself. I have been. I would have called the police immediately, and that's the part that I just don't understand. Well, we can, we've got so many resources out there that we could help on day one. You didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. At that point, I'm thinking, okay, they haven't been gone that long. Maybe I can find them. Maybe I can track them down. We're, we're not stupid, okay? And what you're doing right now is you're, you're treating us like we're stupid. Everything that's coming out of your mouth is a lie. Everything. Either you give Kaylee to someone and you don't want anyone to find out because you think you're a bad mom, or something happened to Kaylee and Kaylee's buried somewhere or in a trash can somewhere, and you had something to do with it. Either way, right now, it's not a very pretty picture to be painting. You're painting yourself as a very bad person. This needs to end. The truthful thing this is that I have not end. seen my daughter. The last time that I saw her was on the 9th of June. Remember we had a callous monster? That's telling me that you are the second person, this cold-blooded callous monster who doesn't care and doesn't want to help because she's afraid that something so heinous happened that everyone's going to look at her and say, she's a monster, she deserves to go away, she deserves to never see the light of day, this bad thing should happen to her. I don't want to believe that right now, but you're giving me no choice. Tell us what happened to Kaylee. Tell us what happened to I Kaylee. I dropped off Kaylee. That's the last time that I've seen her. I dropped her Where off. Where did you drop her off? I dropped her off at that apartment. No, you didn't. That's exactly no, where you I dropped didn't. her off. Did you just think that one day she's just going to show up at your house? No. I sat around yesterday trying to figure out what to do. I'm glad that I ended up seeing my mom, that all of that stuff happened. It happened for a reason. Because You're glad you saw kid. your mom. You could have saw your mom five weeks ago and said, Mom, I don't know what I saw my mom's reaction right off the bat, and it would have been the same from the get-go. So wait a minute, you're more afraid of your mom's reaction than you are if you ever see your daughter again? You know, I'm absolutely petrified. Absolutely petrified. I know my mom will never forgive me. I'm never going to forgive myself. Is it that there's some other thing more important in your life right now that you just weren't really focused on uh, what you were saying when you told us? So yeah, kind of just accidentally told us you had an office here and we needed to be here? Or did you purposely mislead us? Which of those two is it? I purposely Okay, so you purposely misled us. This was all an attempt to help find your daughter, right? That makes sense to you, correct? In a backward sort of way, yes. So what did you think of that footage, I? Mate, she's just lying out of her teeth, isn't she? she isn't got... she? she? Now she's slipping up her words. 100%, you yeah. You know what I mean? And, she's been caught and, out. And you can tell, like, the more that the police officers are asking her the questions and she's literally trying to sidestep every single question... Yeah. You know, and by not like, answering, yeah, like, yeah, and it is always going back to the main thing. It's like, why didn't you contact the police yep. straight away? Yeah, 
and all she kept doing, I thought I thought I could find her by myself. I thought, why is she some great yeah. detective that if you hadn't gathered from that interview, did you hear it saying you're talking about people that don't work here, even haven't worked here for years or have or never worked here? You know, she said in that other interview, Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Juliette Lewis doesn't fucking exist. Sorry. It's a name she plucked out of thin air. That Jeff Hopkins, he will come back up later because he's apparently has has the same babysitter, Zanny the nanny. Yeah. He's apparently the one that worked there. You obviously heard the footage. He hasn't worked there for fucking six years at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And she said he left like 10 months ago or something. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I spoke to him a month ago, yeah. all this kind of shit, yeah. So she is arrested there and then, and she is charged with child neglect, lying to investigators, and interfering with a criminal investigation. So that's what she's immediately charged for that, okay? So on the 17th of July, Casey appeared in court before a judge. Um, he denied her bail, stating she showed, quote, a woeful disregard for the welfare of her child, which I'm sure we can all agree on she did. The police take in the earlier impounded car that Casey um, that Casey had got impounded. Um, they checked it over for evidence. And a canine who was actually specifically trained to sniff out human decomposition was brought in. And he immediately alerted his handler to a positive track. So a decomposing body had been in that car and that's what the canine had tracked down. The following day, with this information known, Casey hired lawyer Jose Baez, who we spoke about last week. He represented Charlie Eli. That's why I said yeah. we're going to come back onto that same solicitor. Um, he was actually her lead solicitor for the charges that she was held for. Um, a few days later, at a bond hearing, Casey's bond was set at $500,000. But this didn't mean she would be sat in county jail for long as her bond was posted um, in hopes that she could lead someone to Kaylee's body. So um, I think it was like a PI or someone. Right. Oh, no, it was a bail bondsman, sorry. Okay. A bail bondsman posted that money hoping that she would be able to lead them to Casey's body, to Kaylee's body. During this time, as you can imagine, everyone was searching for Kaylee. At this same time, a meter reader called Ray Cronk Cronk, where does that remind Cronk? Oh, from the film, yeah, what a classic, yeah. though. What a good film. Emperor's New Groove, it's yeah, badass. Film, yeah. um, he reported on three separate occasions that he had seen what he thought to be a skull and some bones in a bag. But when an officer arrived to check out the scene, it was wet, it was raining. He did the most basic of basic searches. He seemed more pissed off at Roy for having to be out in the bad weather. So he wasn't took seriously and no po no possible evidence was investigated any further than this. So the officer was just pissed off that he was there and he seemed more annoyed at Roy Cronk for having to actually be there and do his job. Casey wouldn't be out for long, though, as, as on the 30th of August, her bond was rescinded because she had been arrested for the theft of a friend's checkbook and writing herself checks out to the sum of $650. This was the same friend who had told Cindy Casey's mum where she was, that Amy Heisinger. Yeah. She stole her checkbook and wrote herself out checks. Fucking bitch. Casey was indicted by a grand jury for first degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and four counts of providing false information to police. Judge John Jordan ordered that she be held without bond and because the charges constituted a capital crime, she could potentially be facing the death penalty. 
Casey, as you can imagine, pled guilty to all, um, not guilty to all the charges. She's not going to admit it. No, of course she ain't. She's going to lie about everything, isn't she? One hundred percent. Yeah. So um, Roy Cronk was not willing to let his previous fine go kind of without at least being searched properly. So he actually went back to the swamp for a fourth time that he'd been working at. Um, and actually with a stick, he went through the bag that he thought was a skull and bones and he came across a human skull and it was the size of a small child. So he reported it again and they did actually take it seriously this time um, and they actually did a DNA check for it and these did actually match the dna to kaylee anthony's this was actually only a mile from the anthony house about a mile a mile and a half so this was like a full-on swamp that this was founded like a full-on swamp area the medical examiner came to conclusion that the bones showed no evidence of trauma but kaylee's death was ruled a quote homicide of undetermined means Kaylee's body was found with duct tape around her mouth, nose, and her head around the skull because there was no skin. There was nothing left on her body apart from bones. Um, but due to the amount of time that she'd been kind of outside in the elements, her body had been disturbed by animals. Remember, this is a swampy area. In Florida, there's alligators everywhere. There's proper animals that can tear a fucking a body apart, you know. There wasn't going to be a lot left of a body. Um, so they couldn't specifically actually say what her cause of death was because right. there was only bones and the bones weren't damaged. It not, it's not like there was any blunt force trauma or anything like that that they could see what was going on. So the jury that would be selected for the case had to, they had to try and kind of be as fair as possible as they could be. The problem with that is that most of the information was already out there for the public to read and see. So they kind of, how do you find an impartial jury? That's going to be really, really hard, you know, when it's so highly publicised. How do you find people that are going to be impartial? It's going to be really difficult. So they ended up actually shipping in a jury from over 100 miles away. But even that didn't really do a lot, to be honest, because even they knew about the murder. It was televised everywhere. You know, even they knew about it. But it got to the point where they kind of thought, do we go with these people that have less knowledge or the people that have all the knowledge that live locally? You know, so I think they bet went bet went with the choice that was better to them. I think maybe. Yeah, I don't know if this was the right decision or not. I don't know. I mean, no matter what, can you ever make the right decision on that? I mean, I think it's going to be really hard, isn't it? So Jose Baez's opening statement would throw down an absolute corker of what he said actually happened to Kaylee. And that was that Kaylee had actually drowned in the above ground pool that they had in the house. Well, outside the house in the garden. The ladder hadn't apparently been raised after Kaylee and Cindy had been swimming that day. And George had apparently covered it up. That's what Jose Baez was saying. Right. Yeah. So that's the story they're going with. This is what they're going with. Okay. Yeah. Not only this, but that Casey had lied about everything because she had been good at hiding things from people since she was a child. He told the court this was because George had molested Casey since she was a child, and she hadn't told anyone about this ever. So it sounds like she's trying to make, well, the lawyer is trying to make everyone feel sorry for her. Yep. And this is why she's doing what she's doing now. Yep. The whole molesting thing. The whole... Yep. 
So apparently, I haven't entered this in because there's no point, but like Jose Baez apparently said in a, in a conversation before this to George and Cindy, okay, so I'm going to have to basically throw you under the bus, but this is the best chance we've got. So I'm just warning you now. Right. I'm just going to call you a paedophile. Basically what he did. <laughs> so... <laughs> George completely denied this allegation during his testimony and Cindy never ever addresses this accusation and they're still married to this day. So I could assume she knows it was a lie and it was this was to get Casey off the charges. You're not going to stay with a paedophile, are you? No, could you ain't. 100% not. So she knows the fucking truth behind this. He also denied that he had found Kaylee's body in the swimming pool and that he had dumped her body in the swamp area. So Jose Baez is saying this is what happened, and the dad's going, "No, that didn't fucking happen." Yeah, I know. It's it creates enough doubt in people's minds that it confuses the shit out of people that they're just like, "What's going on?" It's absolute fucking madness, isn't it? Well, he's just trying to get her off the fucking charges. Isn't he? he doesn't give a shit how. You know just I mean? get her off so the charges. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's what he's getting paid to obviously do to def- yep. defend her. Yeah. But again, if your kid did drown. Again, you reported to the police, wouldn't you? You would report it to the Do police. You know what I mean? So they did. So they did like um, they did like a statistical thing on it, and they basically said that even if, like, even if you're drugged up, you're an alcoholic or whatever, ninety nine percent of people still report it because there's still a chance that you might be able to save the baby or yeah. the child or whatever. You don't fucking hide it. Ninety nine percent of people do not hide. It doesn't matter how high you are on drugs, and if you're sober, why would you hide that? No, of course. Especially if it's an accident. But she said she drops the kid off at the babysitters. You know yes. What I mean? The stories that what Changing. she's saying and he's saying just does not No, match. they don't I match. haven't seen my kids for 30 odd days or 30 plus days, whatever 31 it is. 31 days, yeah. It's And then he's saying she drowned. Like, well, well, you saw your kid. You, you said you saw your kid. Yeah. You said you dropped her off, yeah. You said you spoke. So why say you spoke to all these people about the miss- your missing yeah. kid? Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. So one of you's lying. It's either lawyer's lying or she's lying. Yeah. So it's so what one is it? I know, I know. It's oh God, honestly the manager. Just so you remember that um, her car was impounded. Yeah. So the manager of the towing company that actually impounded Casey's car in two thousand and eight actually testified that he'd encountered multiple vehicles with decomposing bodies in, dead bodies in, in his three decades in the business, and that the smell of Casey's car was consistent with the smells that he had come across in the past. Right. Okay, so this is what the towing manager, towing company manager has said. In the boot of Casey's car, that white Pontiac car, um, they found hairs consistent with coming from a female member of the Anthony's home. So you would think this could either be Casey, Cindy's or Kaylee's, right? Yeah. It's going to be one of the three because it's a female in the Anthony in, in the Anthony family. Well, just to pin it down more... This hair actually had banding that was consistent with coming from a decomposing body. So there's actually banding in inside the hair that only comes from a decomposing body. Okay. That's the banding that this hair had on it. Okay. So it's, again, it's come from a decomposing body. They also found that the hair had been colour treated. Casey and Cindy both had artificially coloured hair. Who do you think was the only one that didn't have coloured hair? Kaylee. The three-year-old girl, right? The mum and the mum and Casey had both had coloured hair. 
Kaylee was the only one that didn't have coloured hair. So we can pin it down the fact that it was a female in the in the Anthony home. It was a decomposing it was a decomposing hair comes from a decomposing body, and it's not been colour treated. An educated, an educated kind of assumption would be, it's come from Kaylee, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what you would think. Yeah. So an expert also in in entomology, yes, entomology, forensic entomology, also stated that he found flies related to decomposition in the boot of the car. So this is all the evidence that's kind of racking up against her, okay? Our PADFAS of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory explained how the, quote, shockingly high amount of chloroform, a chemical released by decomposition, as well as the one that can be used to knock someone unconscious, which I was speaking to you about the other day. That's why I was asking you about chloroform. Yeah. Um, detected in the boot, led to his conclusion that there was a dead body in the car's boot, but his testimony, unfortunately, was contradicted by an FBI scientist who compared the chloroform level in the boot to the amount that could be found in household cleaners. Chloroform had been searched for on the family computer in March of 2008, so that same year, earlier on in that year, but Cindy said that apparently she was looking up for chlorophyll and it auto-corrected to chloroform. Right. And she selected on it. It was just a mistake. Okay. That's what Cindy said. Okay. I haven't bothered popping this in here because it's... I could have a, like a five-part fucking episode to this with the amount of information that's out there, but a lot of it is irrelevant information. So, like, they did a thing where chloroform was searched, like, 86 fucking times. There was an error with, like, the forensic computer technology that they used, and it wasn't. It was found to only be once. So I haven't bothered putting that information in. I know other podcasts and stuff have put that information in. There's no point me putting that information in because, as I said, we're going to end up having like a fucking five to ten part episode <laughs> on this of all the lies that this chick's told. So, do you remember this Danny, the nanny that we spoke about? Yeah. So, we spoke about the flat that they went to that had nobody there. So, in fact, there was a woman called Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. The woman Casey Anthony reportedly named as the alleged babysitter and the suspect in the hashtag kidnapping. She filed a defamation lawsuit against KC because she's saying she fucking kidnapped her daughter. She's got the same name as her. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, but this was by no means the woman that she was trying to pinpoint as being the nanny. She was just saying that Kaylee, it was just a complete coincidence that this person even existed. It was just complete coincidence. Right. She just made up these fucking names from complete thin air. So, do you remember who I said to stick a pin in? That Jeff Hopkins, yeah. who we mentioned in the yeah, interview they, footage. That used to work at Orlando. Yeah, who used to work there and whose son also apparently Zanny would babysit. Yeah. So, <laughs> they hadn't spoken in years. Yeah, in the interview footage, they'd apparently, she apparently spoke to him last week. Yeah. He hadn't worked in Universal Studios, as you heard, since 2002. They didn't even work there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the best thing. So, he didn't even have a nanny called Zanny. Do you know why he didn't have a nanny? Why's that? He didn't even have a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even have a child. Fuck. Yeah, I know. It's fucking incredible these lies are, aren't they? And how seamlessly she comes up with them. Just rolls off her tongue, though, isn't it? But she's used yeah. to lying all her life. All her life, you know? yeah. So it's just probably just natural to spout out shit yeah. in it. Well, the prosecution were leading with the narrative that Casey didn't even want Kaylee as a baby and that, in fact, she actually wanted to give her up for adoption. Right. 
when she was born, but Cindy, her mum, had refused, so Casey had no choice but to go ahead with having her. They said that she wanted an out, she wanted to have parties, she wanted to have fun. She wanted Kaylee was basically in the way of the life that she wanted, no restrictions to hold her down kind of thing. Yeah. The lead lawyer said, quote, something needed to be sacrificed, that something was either the life she wanted or the life thrust upon her. She chose to sacrifice her child, end quote. It was insinuated that they thought that she had chloroformed her daughter, taped her face and her head to suffocate her until she died, kept Kaylee's body in her car for a few days while people were complaining about this because people were complaining about the smell of her car being really, really bad. Yeah. She finally then dumped Kaylee's body in the swamp that she was found in. She cleaned the car out. She put the rubbish in the boot to try and disguise the smell of decomp. That's what they're saying. Her parents ever protecting their daughter and knowing that they can't do anything more to help Kaylee, so obviously she's dead, they covered for Casey when they could and they helped her come up with the cover stories, even to the point that to make George look like a fucking paedophile. They came up with all these so the stories. This is going to be one of them cases where you have to make your own mind up on this, okay? You'll understand at the end. This doesn't have, by the way, the great satisfaction that we've had in normal cases. Okay, I'm just going to tell you now. So I'm really sorry if you don't know this case because you don't know the shitstorm that it ends with, okay? <laughs> so Jose Baez wasn't um, allowed to revisit any of the unsupported molestation claims. So he wasn't allowed to bring up the alleged paedophilia, anything like that, okay, in his closing argument. But he did deliver a very effective argument by pointing out that the lack of evidence that could be definitely place Kaylee's body in the boot of the car or tie Casey to her daughter's death at all. He managed to actually put into the jury's head enough doubt that they would make that decision that would impact them all for years to come. Six weeks of testimony, 400 pieces of evidence were, were presented in court the jury consisted of seven women and five men, and it took them less than 11 hours to reach their verdict. Right. On, on July the 15th, 2011, after only 10 hours of deliberation, the jury acquitted Casey Anthony of all felony charges, but convicted her of four misdemeanor charges of giving false information to a law enforcement officer. The whole court couldn't believe the decision the jurors had come to and neither could the thousands of protesters. She was sentenced to only four years, but as she had already spent three years in jail and with her good behaviour, she only spent a few more days in prison and she was released a free woman on the 17th of July 2011. The jurors who acquitted Casey Anthony didn't have a smooth ride of it afterwards though their names were released to the public and they were absolutely battered by the general public people threatened them people followed them people were angry they assaulted some of them they were people couldn't fucking believe the result that they'd acquitted her casey is currently working for patrick mckenna as a legal assistant in 2020 she filed paperwork to launch her own pi firm called Case Research and Consulting Services, LLC. George and Cindy no longer speak to Casey, and Casey has actually recently done an episode on the channel Peacock, which we spoke about in the beginning, called Where the Truth Lies. I don't think 
what that woman has to come up with. She hasn't got a fucking clue what the truth would be if it come up and twatted her noggin at the side of the fucking head. She has not got one clue about what the truth consists of. So, as I kind of said in the beginning, she will make money out of this. So where the truth lies, she makes money out of this. She yeah. actually gets money out of this. So this is another reason why I've done this case today. So if you want to find out what you think about this case, have a look at the court footage. The court footage is all over YouTube. You can look all this court footage up and make your own mind up. I'm not here to tell you what to do, okay? But I would implore you not to go and look at that, not go and watch the video, not go and watch this thing that's been put out because it is lining this bitch's pockets. If you want to know what happened, make your own mind up of it. She was formally acquitted. She's in theory, in the eyes of the law, an innocent person. To most people, she's not innocent, but to the law, she is innocent. So if you want to make your own mind up, you're more than welcome. There is hundreds of hours of court footage to go through on YouTube. So you can look at all of it, look at all the testimony, see what you think of it. There's loads and loads of interviews that George and Cindy have done and other people have done. So you can make your own mind up. But I don't believe and I don't want to encourage anyone to let a child murder and make a fucking penny off her daughter that she killed. That's my two cents. What do you think, Hattie? Is this going to be one that you're going to have to think about? Or what do you think about this case? Well, if she's been proved that she's innocent. She was acquitted. She was acquitted. So later on now, now the judge, like the jurors, one specific juror recently said that decision will haunt me forever. It's but the worst decision I ever made. They, I shouldn't have made that decision. They still made it. They did make right. it. Yeah. What is it? A group of like about 10 of them, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, f- yeah, seven of one, five of another. Yeah. I think it's like a jury of 12, I think. Right. Don't hold me to that though. They come to that conclusion with all the evidence they put up. Do you know what I mean? The basic she was near enough evidence, like innocent, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they've said they said recently, people that have spoke up, the jurors recently said that they didn't they they thought she did it, but they didn't want they didn't there was a big thing about them feeling like she was being overcharged. I read this a lot about her they felt like she was overcharged. So they were going for the death penalty. But they were like, Oh, if she'd have made it gone for like if we had the option of convicting her of like manslaughter, then they said we might have found her guilty. She might not have been acquitted, but double jeopardy. She can never be retried ever again no, for that not. crime. Yeah, so no, bullshit can't. Fuck but all can be done about it. The evidence was there. Do you know what I mean? At the time, yeah. So. But what do you think? I'm not asking what what they said. What do you think? Do you think she did it? I always t- I've always said to you, I've always been, been straight and said, Whatever fucking they do to the child or person or whoever, yeah, yeah, they should do it to them. Do you know what I mean? And that should be their punishment. But so, then, but then I'm fucking harsh. Let's let's fucking tape her up and fucking tape her head and fucking. So you know. by your response, then you <laughs> think me. she did it. That's what, 
do you think she did it? Your 100... opinion. What, my opinion? Your opinion. Oh, not what they said. What oh, do you think? 100%. You think this bitch did it? 100%. Yeah, I you know fucking I mean? agree. 100%. I think she she did it. It's a popular course. opinion, by it's, the way, that this bitch did it. <laughs> the, the evidence is there. And yep. when you if you listen to the audio, what you obviously showed me, you you can tell that she's lying because she's stuttering. Well, the first bit she wasn't stuttering. She was actually, and you, think, and you can probably think, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. The second one, when the start questions started coming out, yeah, um, she tried to avoid it. Tried to, you know what I mean? It's like, why would you lead him to an empty house? Why would you lead him to a wild goose chase or where, like, you, yeah. like you never worked there for a yeah. while, whatever the case may be? So there's something obviously, something's obviously there, isn't it? None of it matches up. She's saying, "Oh, I went to work and I did this." If it was Zanny the nanny, what she she didn't even work at Universal, she she couldn't have done any of that bullshit. Yeah. It none of it, none of her lies match up with any truth. This is what I'm saying. So why lie? But she's saying, "Oh, you know, I don't want nothing to happen to my daughter. I don't want this and that." Yeah. But if you was really that bothered, you would have said said to someone, "Yeah, I dropped them off. I dropped her off here because I had to go to work." Yeah. Fair enough. I went there, okay, she's told that story, and you're probably yeah. thinking, okay, fair enough, but you would go back there and be like, well, why don't you give my daughter back? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you ring the police. You wouldn't just yeah. go, oh, I'm going to go home now. I'm going to go to my boyfriend's. That's where she went, didn't yeah, she, yeah. After, after the house? Yeah. You'd be like, no. Do you know what I mean? So you ring the yeah. police, you ring your boyfriend, whatever, and you get everyone to come yeah, over yeah. to the house and be like, right, this is what's yeah. going on. Not, oh, I'm going to go and try and find her. Well, you know where she is, apparently, yeah. where she is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just so, think, on that alone, I just think she's full of fucking so, shit. Do you know what my theory is, what actually happened? So after everything that I've read, my theory of what actually happened was, this is what I think, okay? I think she regularly used Xanax because Zanny, Zanny is Xanax. That is what Zanny is. Because Kaylee said at one point, oh, I'm going to see Nanny, I'm going to see Zanny. Yeah. Zanny is Xanax. Casey had access to Xanax. I think she regularly drugged him with Xanax so she could go out and do what the fuck she wanted, not having to worry about it because her boyfriend said, oh, Kaylee does sleep a lot. And when she wakes up, she still looks tired. Yeah. I think she drugged her. She died by accident. She overdosed her by accident and and thought, fuck, what do I do? And then she taped up her face and everything. And I think George was in on it. That's what I think. I think her dad found out about it and was like, fuck, what can we do? That's what I think happened. And I think she had her bo- her her body in there for a good few days Until and they then they finally fucking done it. And that's exactly what I think happened. I don't think fuck all about the pool. I don't think anything. Because it was proven that Kaylee could swim. Kaylee could swim to the pool. She could swim to the ladder. So why the fuck would she drown? I believe that's what happened. From my opinion, from the stuff that I've researched, and I've seen, that's what I think happened. I just think it's fucking messed up with the fucking parents trying to, co- trying to cover it yeah. up. But... Like I said earlier, you do get parents out there that they will cover yeah. for their kid no matter what, no matter yeah. what they did. There's no evidence that it was. No. You know, the, the parents did She was help, acquitted. She was acquitted legally. Le- yeah, legally. Legally, she was acquitted. But you know, yeah. you know, I mean, people have a lot of voices out there. Do you know for what I mean? For this case, they do, because she is renowned as being one of those people that people fucking hate. Wow. She's Because if you look at the footage of her in court, Oh, she is a... People love to hate her because she's a fucking bitch. She's one of them people you just want to slap. She's such a sly, smug cow. It actually turned out as well. Um, So, fun fact, she couldn't pay her lawyer fees. 
so she declared me. herself bankrupt. That don't surprise me. But then guess how she paid um guess how she paid her legal team, Jose Baez? How much? In kind. Oh, I bet you she did. Of course she yeah, did. So yeah. That's today's case. People that don't know this case, what do you think about it? Have a look at it. Don't put money in this bitch's pocket by going to have a look at the documentary. But if you want to have a look, go and look at YouTube. Um, and that's pretty much it for today's case. I mean, it's a renowned case, but don't. I'm not going to promote this documentary. Um, but go and have a look at the, the court footage. Make your own minds up. I know where I stand. Atty knows where he stands. This bitch did it. She did it. Casey is guilty in our eyes, isn't she, Atty? In our in eyes. In and everything in between, she is guilty in our eyes. All right? So thank you very much for listening, guys, this week. We will catch you guys next week, won't we, Atty? We will. Yeah. Sorry for any background noise, by the way. We've got um, a football game on, I think, a local football game on, and they're going past their house causing a ruckus. Um, So have a lovely weekend, guys, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye! Bye!